remember before my grandfather passed a few years ago, um, he would often argue with me about Jesus. And he would sum up his whole thinking by saying, he just needs to come back and clean up this mess. And I would say to him, Grandpa, you know, as Catholics, we believe that um, he actually is here. Yes, he's coming back at the end of time, but he said, behold, I am with you even to the end of the age. Um, He never bought it. (laughs) It was always, no, things are so messed up. Jesus just needs to come back and and give the evil people their comeuppance and and make sure that the, um, the oppressed and the and those who are suffering are comforted and, and um, given restitution for what they've suffered and all the rest of it. We have this idea that we're waiting on that. Like Jesus is kind of away for a while after he ascended to heaven and until he comes again. It's sort of we're on our own. And we're knocking and asking, like, come on, is it time yet? Something some, somewhat related that also kind of bugs me sometimes is the WWJD, what would Jesus do? used to see those bracelets a lot. I haven't seen them in a while, but that question, what would Jesus do? I'm sure it's not meant this way, but I always hear it as if he were alive or if he were here or if he could know what was going on, how would he feel? What would he do? Sort of like what would Abraham Lincoln do or what would Socrates do um, if they hadn't died, if it were somehow possible that he were here making decisions and doing things. Well, the fact is Jesus is here and he is doing things through his body, the church. He's here in the mystical way of the sacraments. Uh, He's present to the the church that way. He's present to each of us through our relationship of prayer. But he's present to the world in us. So the question is not what would Jesus do, it's what is he doing? Because he's doing things through you and in you and with you. This is the paradox that Jesus is laying down at the Last Supper here. He says, if you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father. The apostles can't understand how could we rejoice that you're leaving? You know, that some, imagine some loved one who's departing this life or even just leaving for a long trip or a soldier going off to war. How could it be a good thing? I want you here with me. This is the closest I know how to be to somebody that I love. But Jesus is foreshadowing what we're going to be celebrating in two weeks after the ascension, which is Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit floods the church and each one of her members with the very presence of God, the very love between the Father and the Son, who is the Holy Spirit. So he says, The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. In other words, I'm going to be even more present to you than I am right now. They couldn't have imagined it, but that's what we believe, that Jesus is present, is working, is active in the church. What this means for us is that we are not outside of God, as it were, knocking on his door, saying, hello, can you see me down here? I need this or I need that. That's not our relationship to God. We are in him and he is in us. And in fact, it's the other way around. It's not we who are knocking on his door. He's the one constantly knocking on our door. He's the one saying, hello, are you there? (laughs) Will you let me in? That's the way the kingdom is meant to come about until Jesus comes and fulfills it at the end of time. Right here and right now, the kingdom of God is in our midst as the Holy Spirit redeems the world, restores all things through the action of his believers, his body, the church. The problem from the very beginning, of course, was the lack of trust. That was Adam and Eve's great sin, that they did not trust in God. And so they were slaves. They became slaves. 
They couldn't return to the Father because they were enslaved to their attachments, addictions, their, their mistrust that if I let God really in, if I trust him with my obedience, then I might not get what I want. And so they become slaves to these things. They make idols of created things rather than turn their eyes to the creator. So what the Holy Spirit does is gives us that trust, the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity to return us back to the Father. To me, I may have said this before, but the epitome of this is St. Therese when she says, God gives me whatever I want because whatever God gives me, that's what I want. Someone who's been transformed by the Holy Spirit from the inside out can trust God that much. To say whatever might happen, and she died uh, at 24, great suffering, even spiritual suffering, feeling alienated from God. But nevertheless, she could say that in true freedom. Whatever God gives me, that's what I want. It was total trust. But on the flip side of that, it's not only our ability, the Holy Spirit active in our hearts is not only giving us the ability to trust God, but it gives God the ability to trust us. Have you ever thought of that? My friend was telling me that he's got a niece and a nephew, and his sister, whenever uh, the, ne- the nephew is younger, whenever she opens the car door and unbuckles him, she grabs his hand with an iron grip because she knows as soon as he's free, he's going to run, no matter if there's busy traffic or a parking lot or whatever. So she grabs him by the hand. His niece, on the other hand, is more mature, a couple years older, um, more well-behaved. She knows she doesn't have to do that because she can trust that she will stay by her side. So God's relationship with us becomes one of collaborator. Mysteriously, he somehow trusts us with the work that he is doing in the world. He could do it all himself. He could have redeemed the world without us. But he chooses to inhabit his people as a soul inhabits the body, to animate us, to give us life, and to free us from this disease of mistrust. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. There's a restlessness, an anxiety, a feeling that I... What I have is not enough, that I can't say with St. Therese, whatever God gives me, that's what I want. Call to mind the fact that you already have everything you need. We all do. The very Spirit of God, love itself, is in our hearts. We are in Him and He is in us. You don't have to worry that God doesn't understand you or doesn't see you or doesn't know what you want. You don't have to knock on His door. Listen for His knock and open the door.